It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56, presented by Genesis of Olive Branch. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. Twas the night before the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Crazy bowl season already. Backup quarterback at USC. No Caleb Williams, no problem with six touchdowns in the Holiday Bowl. That was a new record for the Bowl, and the Trojans win easily without Caleb Williams. The quarterback at A&M got hurt on the first play at Oklahoma State, was a winner easy uh, in their bowl game, the Texas Bowl. So uh, we've got plenty of bowls tonight. And then, of course, tomorrow is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We'll talk a bunch about that. The NFL resumes tonight. And uh, there was, uh, you know, big story yesterday. We're going to talk with Russell Copeland about the benching of Russell Wilson and the money that the Broncos are on the line for. Cleveland and the New York Jets start off week 17 uh, this evening, and the Grizz have their toughest test. That will be in Denver tonight. The defending champions, as the Grizz try to remain perfect in the new Ja era. Pete Pranica will talk about that. That'll come your way in just really about seven minutes or less. Russell Copeland, as we mentioned, we end Thursdays as we always do with Jarvis Greer. Jarvo was on a nice odyssey. He actually went over the holidays to Atlanta to see that game and to New Orleans. So he watched two great W's by the Grizz. Uh, also, I think people are really getting picky about this. Uh, I want to say it was Fox Sports, maybe. My wife sent me this today where um, there, there were some people that are taking offense on the alley-oop. I guess that was in the game against New Orleans. When Ja landed, he did a thing with his arms outstretched or something, and they, they say that as like what a uh, – uh, uh, that's a symbol that you would use after a gunfight or something. Come on. I mean, that's really getting picky. Let the guy have some joy. And he sat out the 25-game suspension. And for disobeying the rules, I, I, I think actually it was fair. It was a little harsh, but it was fair enough. But he's paid his penance. Let him have some joy. And look what he's – I mean, as far as I know, he's been a pretty good citizen the whole way through. And if you see what he'd done, you read some of these stories. And there were nice stories that were done about how he was going to high school games and helping out t- kids and, and trying to, you know, reestablish some consistency and, and better behavior traits. It seems that way he was doing that. So I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt on a joyous celebration to me that – Seems pretty picky, and you'd have to actually say, whoa, 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 what was your intention on that? Like, you know your intention? Come on. The commercial appeal has granted a absolute no-brainer. They have named Fred Smith, founder of FedEx, the most benevolent person, I think, in this town. They have given him Sports Person of the Year. Well, you think about it. I, I mean, it, it, it's probably should have happened a long time ago. Could have happened when the Grizzlies first came here. Because would the Grizz have come if they had not basically purchased up front the advertising rights to the stadium, FedEx Forum? I don't think Michael Heisley would have come without that caveat. And remember, the Grizz used that money right away. So he brought him here. He's the guy that put the money up for the video scoreboard at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. We know that he's been the main sponsor of the Southern Heritage Classic and a, and a participating sponsor and a big one in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You know Memphis would most likely not have a tour stop here anymore if not for FedEx. Not only did we go from... This incredibly long run, I I think it's the second or third longest continuous PGA Tour event. But there were were people who had to stop up, in in particular, I think of my friend Jack Sammons, when the debacle 
of Stanford Financial doomed everybody here. Jack got a bunch of people together, and I th- I think Fred and FedEx were a part of that. But FedEx, being the title sponsor of the tour, could dictate some of that schedule. And so after years of really getting the raw end of the deal on scheduling, they got the best deal. First the WGC, now a playoff. There would be no way Memphis would have that if not for FedEx and Fred Smith. And I didn't realize this because I thought it was mainly Billy Donovan, another incredibly benevolent guy that we all miss. But the Leftwich Tennis Center, money came from Fred Smith for that. No brainer. And I still wonder. I remember when Richard Smith was on the air here explaining about the $50 million deal and the ownership shift of the stadium to the, to the university and how he envisioned downtown and he wanted the Grizzlies to run the entertainment district around the stadium in Beale Street. I remember very clearly him saying, we still got tricks up our sleeve for the Power Five. Can't wait to see what that might be. If it happens next year, he gets Sportsman of the Year again. First vote on that. Anyway, um, that that absolutely is a no-brainer. Um, congratulations to him. That is for sure. Uh, and and uh, you know we did mention the Grizz in Denver tonight. This will be the toughest of the tests in the new Ja era. And we're going to talk to Pete Pranica about that in just a moment. I'm sitting in the Family Leisure Studios, and a reminder to you. Christmas sale is over. The post-Christmas sale is about to begin, I bet. I got to talk to Billy. I got to talk to Lindsay. But I'm guaranteeing you they got a trick up their sleeve that will entice you to I-40 and Widden Road. Family and fun always come together there, and there's always a sale to entice you to come in. Like, check out the pool tables, the shuffleboards, the saunas. It is incredible the look inside that place now. I believe they're getting the chemicals in. You know, it's right around the corner. We'll be opening up our pools. If you still haven't closed yours, they've got all the things you need for that. It's the place to go for all the family. Everybody enjoys everything that is in Family Leisure. Go check it out. And you know the title sponsor? That's Genesis of Olive Branch right there at the corner of Highway 78. That's Lamar. And the first exit in Mississippi is Craft Road. You turn left there and go see, within Genesis of Olive Branch, a guy named Vinnie Girard. He's a crazy Canadian who loves hockey and loves cars. He, in particular, loves Genesis cars, the luxury car. And he's got deals right now on the SUVs, the GV70, the GV80. It's got all the new technology, and it's got the Genesis luxury ride. They were short of these cars for a while because they were so sought after. They've got them now, and all you got to do is go see Vinny at Genesis of Olive Branch. Um, We're going to be joined by Pete here in a minute. Zach is working hard on that. I will let you know. Zach, 12 games into our picks, and we'll make our final 10 picks tomorrow in the pick contest. Wallow, a very shaky 6-6. and Zach Boyd, an even shakier, five and seven so far. But we've got 10, I think it's 10 picks that we're making tomorrow, so we're going to be busy. Also, program note, tomorrow we will be joined by the one and only Mike DeCourcy. Could not make it on Tuesday. He will join us tomorrow uh, right after we make our picks. Then we've got Andy Schiffman on the NBA um, and then Bryant. Dacus will be in. It's almost like a pregame show for you because we're all moving from here to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. We'll head to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium and get ready to see what we can do with Iowa State, what Memphis can do with Iowa State. I cannot believe that line. I believe that line opened at like 7. It has now moved to 10.5. And And they've lost, I think, an all-conference Big 12 
cornerback in TJ Tampa. I love that name. TJ, it's like we go to TJ in Tampa all the time. TJ Tampa's a corner. He's opted out at the last second. I think that was yesterday he opted out. That was helpful for the U of M. I, I bet they would have had him on Rock Taylor. But that line, the other one, ten and a half. I think that's exorbitantly high, but that's just me. Speaking of which, mile high. Not not anything to do with anything, you know, that you would imbibe. This is where Pete is. He's in the Mile High City. He's in Denver for the toughest test of the new Ja era. That would be Pete Pranica. Good morning, Pete. Thank you for getting up early there because I know it's a little bit earlier. Um, I, I thought it was sensational what happened the other night with the return of Marcus Smart. I thought Marcus Smart won that game in New Orleans with big plays in the fourth quarter, all the steals. And Tillman also, uh, sort of an unsung hero, six blocks in that game. And if I heard you correctly on the broadcast, his career high was two. That's amazing stuff. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it was, it was amazing stuff. Grizzlies, 17 blocks as a team, five by X. And I, I talked to X after the game, and he was beaming, and he says, I lock bleep up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he was he was all about it, and Marcus obviously did as well with another five-steal game. Um, they, they were big throughout that game because, they, you know, the Grizzlies in the first half were really sloppy with the basketball. Both teams really were. And um, it's just a, a tribute to the Grizzlies and their uh, commitment to fight through whatever. And I think the fact that they – had come from 24 down in that same building about a week ago. They knew that they, they could come back if they just handled their business, and uh, and they most certainly did. Uh, I thought there was some really good coaching by the Grizzlies. I thought uh, Willie Green got out coached by Taylor Jenkins, and the Grizzlies, uh, you know, did did what they had to do. And, um, you know, I know Jaron missed that free throw, which probably would have given them the game in regulation, but you know what? They bounced back from that, and Jaron was really instrumental in the overtime as well. So I, I think it was a, real, uh, a credit to you know, Taylor Jenkins keeps talking about next play mentality, and I thought that was on on full display the other night. You 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 talk about the coaching at the end, and uh, I would concur with you in particular in the overtime when I don't know if it was because of foul trouble or fatigue. Zion Williams is taken out of the game. They bring in that smaller kid in. I think his name is Daniels. Dyson Daniels, right? A- and the the. The Grizzlies and Taylor Jenkins recognize that right away. And two consecutive plays, they go inside for little baby hooks to Triple J because there's no way Daniels could stay with him. If Zion stays in the game, it's a, it's, it's a little different. That, that was the turning point in the overtime. Yeah, you know, I talked to the Grizzlies coaching staff, and they understood the thought process of Willie Green is in terms of switching and things like that. But the bottom line is Zion doesn't play a whole lot of defense anyway. <laughs> um, so I, you know, but it was certainly something that the Grizzlies saw that and they said, okay, we're going to Jaron. Um, you know, Dyson Daniels is, is talented, but he's, he's young, he's long, he's thin. Uh, Jaron's a lot stronger and the uh, Grizzlies were able to take advantage of it. So four and in this, in the new job era. And, you know, I think you, you win twice in New Orleans, you win once on the road in Atlanta. Three of the four wins have come. You beat an indie team. I know they've cooled off a little bit, but you beat them uh, at FedEx Forum. Obviously, this is the the toughest test. But it we talked last week about one player that is able to rise like uh, high tide lifts all ships. This this guy is a transcendent player. Uh, he he's made everybody better. Uh, and and I, I don't think there's any denying that now after what we've seen these four games. No, I, I think we all knew that he would be a major difference maker, but statistically the numbers you know just spike, and it's unfair to talk about the Grizzlies and their season-long stats because they're, they're not a reflection of where this team is right now. The other thing, too, is that as the season has progressed, the Grizzlies' defense has gotten better to the point where you know they're they're close to a top-10 defensive team, and, and that's been helpful. Offense, obviously, is going to follow along, but you know now you have Marcus and you have Ja. Uh, Ja's questionable due to illness. Uh, there's a there's a bug going around the team. John Contra mm. missed missed the last game, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. And and Ja, I think, was a little bit under the weather even in in the New Orleans game. But there's no question he makes a difference. The Grizzlies play faster. They play uh, much more up-tempo. And the fact of the matter is, uh, if you're somebody other than John Morant and he's speeding up the court, you better 
haul butt up the court because uh, you're going to get left behind. And uh, if you run with Jai, you're going to get rewarded. And and this team is is playing with with certainly a renewed spirit right now, and and that's huge because through the first 25 games, it was uh, you know it was it was a real slog I think emotionally for these guys because they were battling their butts off. They were very shorthanded and and weren't getting the results. And it it sometimes that, that can grind on you. But uh, you know Jai's presence and what he's been able to do is has really lift, lifted everybody you're absolutely right hey, he, well, he's made like he, even Zaire Williams is a better player with him out there there's no question you and you put smart now in there and we can see why that was an important accusa- uh, acquisition by Zach Kleiman in the offseason because that that that's going to work nicely together. Here, here's a question. If I think it's fair, Vince Williams seems to be the better Williams. Why has it taken so long to identify what he can really be? Is it giving Zaire because he and, and let's say Laravia uh, more opportunities because they invested in them at the draft, or was Williams slow in developing? What, what what do you think is the reason that it's taken so long to identify Vince Williams as really the better Williams? Well, I, I think what had happened was, you know, Vince Williams was part of a good VCU defensive team, but he wasn't a defensive standout. And I think it took maybe a bit of time for the Grizzlies to decide that, okay, Vince, if you are going to be a rotational player in the NBA, it's going to be on the defensive end. And they laid out this plan for him, how to be effective defensively, and Vince has totally bought in and realizes that, by being a defensive nuisance, uh, a stopper, a pest, a shot blocker, a rebounder, a physical guy who doesn't back down from stars, he realizes and he's totally bought in to that whole concept that this is a way that he can, you know, he can he can be in the league. Um, you know, I think Zaire has has the desire. I think he's got the talent. But you know, Zaire had one very truncated college season uh, at Stanford. And, um, you know, the hope is that he will continue to develop. But, you know, Vince has, has really bought in, um, and he plays with a smile on his face, but except when he's, he's guarding the stars, and then, then, then he's got a grimace on, and, and it's great to see. You know, he's a two-way player, so the other thing that the Grizzlies are, you know, could be forced into a situation is now do you convert that to a full NBA contract because you only have a two-way player uh, up with the big club for 50 games. Right. So, you know, we're nowhere near that, but I think there's there may be a decision point where you have to say, okay, maybe we need to make Vince Williams transfer that to a full NBA contract, and then there's another roster move you may have to make down the line. But it's a, it's, it's a really good story. Uh, Vince, Vince is a great guy and uh, thrilled for his success. What uh, is the status of Derrick Rose and Luke Kennard? I uh, haven't gotten an update on Luke other than I believe he's been playing some three-on-three uh, you know, and obviously as he continues to progress three on three, five on five, um, Derek has been getting in some, some good workouts. We haven't been given a timetable. He won't play tonight, but I can't imagine that it will be much longer. Um, I don't know if that means tomorrow night against the Clippers. You talk about tonight being a tough test. Clippers have, have caught fire. And so now you've got a back to back Denver to LA. Uh, that's, <laughs> You know, the logistics are tough enough and, and two really, really good teams. So um, I'm sure that they'll have uh, – Derek has been going through some pretty serious workouts pregame. I'm sure the performance team will monitor him and uh, give a recommendation if, if it's thumbs up, thumbs down, or a, a game-time decision tomorrow in L.A. Well, they, it's, <laughs> Chris can't catch a break. Every, they get everything going, all this momentum, and now they get the flu. So crazy. Um, four and a half back, though. Uh, in, in, of the playing, so they're 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 definitely on their way. Uh, we'll see how uh, all of this uh, will unfold. It's going to be fun. Now, I I sit back here and I marvel. You know, sometimes I think about. I believe Robert Pera bought the Grizzlies for three hundred and thirty million dollars from Michael Heisley. It's now worth two billion. But this is the best deal of all. Mark Cuban, twenty three years ago, bought the Mavericks. For $285 million. in that market with the arena, $285 million. Mm-hmm. He sold most of it, because I think he retains 27% of it, 
for $4 billion and said he could have gotten more, but these were the right partners for him. And, of course, he still gets to run the basketball operations. Can you believe – I mean, do you pinch yourself sometimes when you see the money in this league from $285 million? What an investment. 23 years later, it's $4 billion. That's crazy. It is. It is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, the valuations have gone up. It, it's an incredibly popular sport. It's popular worldwide. Uh, I think you're going to see, it'll be interesting to see how the media de- deals shake out. But, you know, you're, you're seeing ratings at, at record highs across the board. The in-season tournament turned out really well for the NBA. So it's, it's certainly a hot property. It is a sport that skews maybe a little bit younger in terms of demographics, uh, which is highly desirable. So, and, you know, you talk about valuations. Now, I know this goes back a lot further, but uh, I was reading, obviously, Senator Herb Cole, the former owner of the, of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, passing right. away. He bought the Bucks for $18 million. <laughs> I, I'm you know, the Bucks right now are probably worth three, three and a half. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, but it's when did been, he buy that? Think about that. Because that, I, I, I think that was in 70s or 80s, right? I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it would have been, I think, uh, it would have been in the 80s. Jim Fitzgerald 80s. was... Was ailing and 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 told, but yeah, I mean it's obviously it's a it's a much longer runway in terms of, sure. of time, but just the, the the incredible increase in value uh, is yeah, it's 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 amazing. And when you look at a small market team like the Grizzlies, three hundred thirty some million, and now a, a two billion franchise, yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a good bit. The NBA is good business right now. Oh my gosh, think about this before Magic and Bird, okay. Uh, and I, I think Dr. J gets some responsibility for uh, making the league uh, an enticement. But before Magic and Bird, there was a championship game that wasn't even broadcast live. It was on tape delay. Now you got was, five games on Christmas. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think that was actually, I think it was a, a Philadelphia Lakers series. Because uh, I, I remember, yeah, CBS showed it on tape delay after the late local news. It's just nuts. All right, real quick. Can the Timberwolves hold on to the top spot? I mean, I'm amazed. I see Milwaukee. I see OK City second. You see the Lakers at 16 and 15 and the Suns at 500. There are some surprises in the West. Can those surprises maintain this all the way through? Yeah, I think Minnesota's going to hit some bumps in the road, but I think their roster construction, adding Mike Conley, I think was huge for them because that was their, their missing piece, and they figured out the spacing where Towns, and Gobert can coexist and both be really good. And then you got Anthony Edwards. So, I mean, you've got a three-headed monster there that's very, very good. And Chris Finch might be one of the best NBA coaches nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Lakers and, you know, the Lakers amaze me. They win the in, uh, in-season tournament to begin with. They raise a banner, and then they tank. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, it, it's up and down, and, and there's some rumors that they're in the Bidding war for Zach Levine out of Chicago to 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 prop up their scoring a little bit more that would really make them uh, e- even more dangerous. But yeah, the the Lakers, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be kind of kind of up and down with them. But uh, you know, it's it's L.A. It's Hollywood. There's got to be drama, right? Yeah. If they did get the, uh, a deal with for Zach Levine, are they going to get rid of Austin Reeves? That would be a mistake, in my man. I think I think it'd be a huge mistake, but I, I I don't know what what the offers are right now. But uh, you know the rumors are that they would be you know the, the Lakers are always looking to add stars. Reeves is is is, is not the uh, you know he's he's not the big star. Levine certainly would be uh, would be a big star. But I, I agree with you. Austin Reeves is a guy you definitely want to keep around. Well, and, and I, I the reason I think he'll stay is that LeBron likes him. I don't think they're going to trade <laughs> anybody away that, that that LeBron wants. That's reasons one through ten that Austin Reeves will stay with the Lakers. Yeah. All right, happy New Year, my friend. When we talk next next time, it'll be twenty twenty four. Safe travels. You got a bunch of those, and we look forward to seeing you sometime in Memphis soon. Great, thanks, Wolo. Thank you. That is our man, the voice of the Grizzlies on TV. That is Pete Pranica, and he came your way live from Denver. He's brought to you by Southern Security. That's your home. Town Credit Union, you could say your home team credit union. They are all about Memphis. They are big Tiger supporters, and they keep growing. Dawn Grader makes this thing hum. She's just broken ground. I've said this before. On a brand-new building in Collierville, everybody seems to be moving out to Collierville. It's the promised land, and I can promise you this. Southern Security, 70 years of doing business in the Mid-South. They do it with unbeatable rates, low fees, 
the best of service, and here's the new thing. Wait till you see this building in Collierville. Always the latest in technology. If you're a business owner, Southern Security is the place for you. If you need an auto loan, better benefits on your credit card. At Southern Security, they will take care of all your business banking needs. They're going to give you the best rates on an auto loan and the best rates on credit cards. There's so many great things that Southern Security, your home team credit union, can do for you. All you got to do is ask about it. You can go to southernsecurity.org, but they encourage you to call 452-7900. Talk to one of the team members. It's that Simple. Southern Security, your home team credit union for 70 years. We'll pause for a second. When we come back, it's Russell Copeland on the National Football League. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56. Presented by Genesis of Olive Branch. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. And welcome back in on this Thursday as we wind our way through 2023. Can't believe this year has passed as quickly as it has. Can't believe the Tigers are in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We're going to chat about that with Russell Copeland and, of course, the National Football League. Lots to get there with him. It's all brought to you by Ken Garland, Ken Garland Custom Home Builders. Ken understands the financial commit you're you're making when you are doing a redo. Now, that, that could be a renovation. I call it renovation with innovation. Nobody is better than Ken Garland at taking all the modern amenities, the media room with the speakers in the wall, the California closets, the 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 brand new kitchen with the island and the granite cabinet tops, all all those things. He's terrific at that. But he understands you're making a commitment. Or if you're building that dream home on land that maybe you've had in your family forever, you're not sure how to utilize. Oh, he's got the wisdom. He's got 70 years of that. He and his dad, now he hasn't been around for all 70. His dad started the company. He's taken it over the last, I don't know, 20 years or so. Go to KenGarland.com. You will be amazed at what you will see. You'll love it. And then call 751-1632. He's going to work closely with you because he understands your commitment, and he commits this to you. Incredible incredible craftsmanship. I'm not kidding. And making sure you get exactly what you will expect. Construction that is on time and on budget. It's a great experience. 751-1632. Ken Garland, Custom Home Builders. Russell Copeland standing by. I know I'm going to see him in coaches' meetings today. We'll get into the Liberty Bowl in a minute. Big story in the NFL uh, besides all the upsets and the great games this past weekend, was the benching by Denver of Russell Wilson after they've actually extended his contract. And he got, a, a, I thought, an unbelievable new beginning with Sean Payton. And they had it going for a minute there, but it's going backwards again, and he's out. How shocked are you? Good morning. Happy New Year to you, and hope you had a uh, Merry Christmas. But, you know, just speaking of, uh, you know, this marriage between Sean Payton. Um, I, I think I am surprised because when I look at a financial situation, when you look at the financial uh, part of it, you know, giving Russell Wilson such a huge contract, $245 million, and you had $160 million guaranteed, um, now you look at the team tanking because now they do not want to pay the $39 million uh, to Russell Wilson because if he's not injured – that money is due to him in March. So I am a, a little bit surprised because you have to look at uh, the salary cap implications uh, going into next year. You know, that's going to be a $34.5 million hit, $39 million cash hit. And when you look at 2024, if you wait, 
then it's going to be $49.6 million in 2025. And if you cut them before March, it's just a dead money cap of $85 million. So I am surprised from the financial uh, standpoint. Mm. Um, and this could be crippling with that kind of uh, of, of cap hit yes. for yes. a couple of years. And you have to look at, Dave, what, what they gave up. They, they basically mortgaged you know, the farm, you know, they gave up two first rounders. They gave up two second rounders. They gave up their starting tight end, starting defensive tackle. Um, so it's a lot of financial implications. And when you look at it, the way Sean Payton and the relationship has been with Russell Wilson, it's not what you usually see with a head coach, with a quarterback that has won a Super Bowl with the pedigree of Russell Wilson. You look at a couple of weeks ago, how he was, you know, in Russell Wilson's face, just totally embarrassing that quarterback, and I've never seen a quarterback with that type of pedigree and a head coach, you know, get in into him like that on national television, and and you know that's that's something that I wouldn't have thought from Sean Payton, but Sean Payton, when you look at this year, he publicly discredited Nathaniel Hackett, and he's not the Sean Payton that I knew when I played a lot of years ago. He was the the quarterbacks coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. He wasn't that, but when you win, you win a Super Bowl. You know, you you, you get a little arrogance, and Sean Payton has definitely shown that arrogance. Uh, the last year here. Well, he, he, he didn't do that with Drew Brees ever in, in New Orleans. And, and I hate to say this, but now he's not the first head coach that has given up on Russell Wilson. So, uh, you know, Russell Wilson was a great quarterback with Seattle. I'm not going to dispute that. He, he was one of those guys that, you know, began this new wave of mobile quarterbacks that can run and throw the ball that are pretty durable. But, uh, you know, the old line... Cedric uh, Cornbread Maxwell, Father Time's undefeated. I, I, I just don't think he's the same guy. I, I, I don't know what he did to infuriate Sean Payton the way he did to embarrass him, but uh, he's just not the same guy. Well, 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 Dave, if you look at just that particular drive, you look at it, Russell Wilson gets to, gets to line up. He didn't jump outside. The offensive line jumped outside, but still. I played in the National Football League for six years, and I've never seen a head coach get into a quarterback that has that pedigree, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and, and they and, and they have that type of conversation and he gets into him. But when you look at Russell Wilson, I don't think Seattle gave up on him. When you just look at it, he he led you to two straight Super Bowls. He's getting older, yes. But when you look at career wise, from a career standpoint, this is the guy that you you you, you traded for. I mean, career thirty three touchdowns, eleven interceptions, hundred and eight hundred and one point eight pass rate. That's what he has now. I mean, he's not playing just that bad. The team isn't playing playing good. He's eighth in the league in passer rate in 98. He has 26 touchdowns this season. That's more than solid, and that's right there with his average. He's rushed for 353 yards a season his last four years in Seattle. He has 341 with two games to go. The team isn't good. The team has not got together offensively to Sean Payton's offense. The wide receivers aren't making big plays. The defense gave up 70 points early in the year. This is a team situation. You can't just blame it all on Russell Wilson. But I'm going to go back to your point. When you look at Drew Brees, Drew Brees was not the same quarterback at the end of his career. No quarterbacks are at the end right. of their career. Tom Brady wasn't the same at the end of this year. We look at the great Peyton Manning when he won a Super Bowl. He threw for, what, 50-something yards? He probably couldn't even throw the football 50 yards. So we understand that you're not going to be the same quarterback. We're talking about respectability and how you should carry your team as a leader with Sean Payton and how you talk to your starting quarterback. We've never seen that. I've seen quarterbacks get into coaches' face with little less than that on national television. And, 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 and it was just really mind-boggling to me to see what Sean Payton did to Russell Wilson on national television. All right, a lot of surprises this weekend, so I'm going to ask you if you were surprised at the Baltimore dominance of San Francisco. They were the two best teams in the NFL going in. They had both, if, if the playoffs had started, would have gotten a bye. It was in San Francisco, and the, Giant, and the Niners were five-and-a-half-point favorites and were never in the game. Surprised? Um, I'm surprised about how the game was one-sided. I was not surprised by how Baltimore won the football game. We talked about it last week, and I think that was one game that we we were not on the same page with. You thought San Francisco would win that game. I did. Baltimore, when I look at it as far as running the football, they're the number one running football team. They can stop the run. They've got a defense that flies around, a lot of physicality, and Lamar Jackson is that guy. Lamar Jackson is very hard to defend. And if you look at how 
San Francisco had to defend Lamar Jackson. They wanted to make sure that he did not get into the lanes and in the gaps. That's not how the way San Francisco plays. San Francisco gets up the field, and they put pressure on the quarterback. So they were not as, as aggressive as they usually were. And Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy threw four interceptions, and I take it two of those interceptions were, were hit at the line of scrimmage. But when you look at the first drive, Dave, and you look at how San Francisco was driving the football, that one mistake, critical mistake on the five-yard line, ten-yard line, he throws the interception, it's intercepted in the end zone, bad read by Brock Purdy, everything went downhill. I thought that Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens would get to the Super Bowl before the season. I thought they were the best team in the NFL and in the AFC, and they proved that last week. They sure looked like world beaters last week, no, no, no doubt about it. Patrick Mahomes at home with Kansas City to uh-huh. a below-average Vegas team got creamed. Worst game I've seen from Patrick Mahomes. Surprised? I'm not surprised because if you look at since Tyreek Hill has left, as for his, him throwing the football down the field, being explosive, that offense – being where when you have Tyreek Hill taking the top off, it makes it easier for, for Kelsey to come across. Patrick Mahomes now can throw underneath. They do not have the explosive wide receivers. They're not reliable as they were before. Now it's easier for you to play defense against Travis Kelsey. His numbers have been going down this year. They've not the same team that they were before. Um, not surprised at all. Cleveland. Like out of nowhere, with Joe mm-hmm. Flacco as their quarterback, three hundred sixty-eight yards, three touchdowns. Amari Cooper, a franchise best, two hundred sixty-five mm, yeah. receiving yards. Uh, they beat Houston. Obviously, they don't have their uh, starting quarterback at the moment. Surprised? Well, well, not really surprised about how Cleveland has played uh, has been playing throughout the year. They have the number one defense. But when you look at Joe Flacco as forced quarterbacks that were unavailable or available not playing in the National Football League, I think it was the perfect fit. You look at him playing a lot of years for Baltimore, you know, playing in, in that division, running the football, playing with a good defense. He's come in. He fits very well. So not surprised on how Cleveland is playing, but I am surprised at how you get a quarterback such as Joe Flacco later on in these years playing as well as he's playing. Tampa with Baker Mayfield. Another chance for him. 338 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. They beat Jacksonville struggling. Trevor Lawrence, I don't think, is is 100% or even close. Tampa has the chance to even get past 500 and win mm-hmm. the NFC South. Surprised? I, I, I was surprised uh, in the loss of Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been a team that's kind of been up and down, but I do think they'll be a team to make the playoffs. But Baker Mayfield, I've been critical of Baker Mayfield at times. He has been playing a lot better than what I thought. Still have a couple of games left, but they're right there in the mix. And, you know, whoever comes out of that division, they're 8-7, and seven, but right behind them, you look at Atlanta Falcons and you look at the New Orleans Saints, they're one game behind. I thought the Saints would win this division, but right now Baker Mayfield is playing really good football. Defense is playing good. He's not turning the football over. That's why they're winning the division right now at 8-7. and And finally, we turn to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. we got our coaches' meetings here in a few hours downtown. I go along with the same theme. The Tigers are 10.5-point underdogs in this game. They do uh, have to figure out how to play with two new offensive linemen, and uh, they've lost one uh, defensive back, a a safety, who was their number four leading tackler and I think lead led the team in interceptions, Cameron Smith, who came on toward the end of the year. But are you surprised they're that big of an underdog? I'm totally surprised. I mean, when you look at the players not playing, yeah, you look at the offensive line, you know, you're losing Carter, you're losing Pounders, um, and, and you don't have Cameron Smith on defense who had three interceptions. But when you look at Iowa State, they have about 14 players that are not playing and, and they're their top three rushers, they still have the top rushers, but the next two rushers, they're not playing. Right. Their top cornerback, who's a third-team All-American, he, he said yesterday that he's not going to play. Totally surprised. When you look at this offense uh, for Memphis, they're one of the top offenses, explosive offenses in the league. You look at how the defense played the last couple of games. They were a bending but do not break. Yes, I'm totally surprised. And um, I think we'll know after the meeting who plays and who does not play. Um, but I think, honestly, Dave, it's going to come down to at this point in time in the season when players are opting out, not playing, going to the National Football League. Both of these teams have to play the game. Who really wants it more? And which one of these teams are going to come out with that energy and play with the players that are on the field? That's ultimately what it's going to come down to tomorrow. He I mean, is, come Friday. He is our guy who breaks it down. That is the one and only Russell Copeland. Happy New Year, my friend. I'll see you in a couple hours. Thank you, Dave. Russell Copeland. Next up. 
We always end Thursdays with Jarvo. He's right around the corner. Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56. Presented by Genesis of Olive Branch. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. We might be doing that at the gala tonight. Dancing the night of the way. That'll be with the Barques. Looking forward to that. Looking forward, obviously, to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Tomorrow, we always end Thursdays with the one and only Jarvis Greer. Jarvo has just completed an interesting holiday Merry Christmas odyssey. Atlanta, New Orleans. It was biz with the Grizz or something like that, Jarvo. Good morning. How was that trip? Oh, it was totally awesome. The weather was great. Uh, we were able to walk around. The driving was not bad. And, uh, you know, got two dubs out of it and got to see one of the best players in the world do his thing as the Grizzlies are now 4-0 in the return of Ja. And that dude is, you know, the Grizzlies have become one of those teams like the Celtics and the Lakers when they go away. It seems like there might be more fans, you know, of the Grizzlies than of the home team, than of the other team. You know, it's like every time they did anything, every time Josh especially did anything, there's this crowd, the crowd just cheers and erupts. And it's really kind of cool to see. And no, it's not kind of cool. It's awesome to see, you know, knowing that you're one of those teams now that has a player like that, that the whole league and the whole world, uh, you know, looks and wants to see. Must-see TV, appointment television, and great to be in the arena. Um, speaking of this, I, I, I said something about it a little bit earlier. I think it's awfully picky, almost ridiculous, but um, there is uh, it, it's, it's actually Fox News that has uh, there on their website a guy named Ryan Morick is the writer who uh-huh. uh, took umbrage to a celebration oh, that Morant had. <laughs> um, yeah. It was during the game at New Orleans Tuesday. He threw down yeah. an alley-oop dunk, and he proceeded to celebrate by stretching his arms out and shimmying them back and forth, which many perceived to be a shooting celebration. He then appeared to mimic a rocket launcher on his shoulder. Come on. I mean, that's, we have to ask his intention. Want, that's because they want to see it that way, Dave. Right. People see what they want to see. That's the old Rocky Hips move that's done by the— a lot of, uh, I think it started in Baton Rouge, actually. A lot of the LSU players do it as their touchdown celebration. A lot of the LSU players in the in, in the NFL do it. And it's, uh, you know, it has nothing to do with guns or anything. You know, pr- pretty soon it's going to get, if John makes the three symbol after he hits the three, you know how you do your, you, you make yeah, it, the it's circle. like the okay stuff. Right, yeah. yeah, they're going to say that that's, he, you know, holding an Uzi or something. Come on, people. Let the man live and have some fun. And, let, you know, let him we have were some there joy. at that game. Look, look. Yeah, we, Here, we were at that game, and the uh, and the fans at that end of the arena on that side, they were laughing and and they were cheering Ja for one, but they were they were laughing at it because he knew he was trolling them because he was doing the dance that you know they basically invented in their own house against them on what they, basically Pete Pranica would say the hammer nail coffin. Right. Well, yeah, so, you know, here's my thing. The guy paid his penance. There, there are some people yeah. that thought it was way over harsh. I, you know, I, I, I thought because he, he basically um, did not listen to the commissioner after meeting. And I think the commissioner has got to do something when you, when you blatantly disregard uh, something that you've, you've basically uh, put up for the guy. I, yeah, I, I get the harshness of it, but he did it. He did his penance. He's gone to high school games. He's, he, I think, tried to be a better citizen. Why would you deny the guy the option of having some joy in his life? He paid his penance. Let him live. Let him have fun. It's crazy to me that it's he's going to be picked on like this. But may, maybe that's that's what he's going to get until he's a good citizen for a while. I don't know. Uh, you know, like I said, people see what they want to see. They were trolling Jaws' dad, who is, you know, he is going to be T. And let him live his best life, man. If it was my son down there clowning the rest of the league, I'd be doing the same dadgum thing. You know, he's having fun down there. The crowd loves him. Whenever T goes anywhere, we've been several places now, uh, including the playoffs, back when I was working at Channel 5. 
And, you know, T's always on there sitting courtside. He's usually wearing a hoodie and the glasses. And, and uh, he's, he's going back and forth with the fans. And they're having a great time. What's wrong with that? You know, everybody's having a great time. So, hey, that it is what it is. But, you know, Ja is other world talent. And the Grizzlies have him. And the other teams don't. And that's why the Grizzlies have a chance to climb out of this hole that they're in. And, you know, they got a chance to get the. You got to say they're a playoff contender because you know they, well, they they're, went three they're, out. Of they're two. four and a half back now. They're right they're, they're four and a half back of that slot. Um, I, I, the the last team might be the Suns at five hundred. I think it is. They're the last playing team. So you're four and a half games behind them. You're four and zero in this year. You got your toughest test tonight. And Pete Pranica was saying a bunch of the guys have for the flu, including Job. Yeah. So you know this one doesn't look so good. Well, there's some people saying, well, maybe they have to ought to sit him because they know this is going to be a tough game, you know, playing at Denver's home. But then you got the Clippers, who you beat earlier in this season without Ja and without everybody, Marcus Smart and everybody. I'm talking about more about Marcus Smart starting in a second, but you beat them at LA right after uh, the beer. James Harden joined that team, so you know I don't think they fear any team in this league, but you know. Everybody's sick with him. I got family members sick with whatever's going around now. So yeah, there's some nasty hey, get your stuff. shot and uh, tape yourself up. <laughs> I, 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 I will say this though: out. if Jar if Jar can go, you want him to play every game he can. He's missed too many games, yeah. uh, and and you know I he can even get in better shape than he is now. So uh, well, I, got I, leg, I would play. About that. I'm watching to go the NBA wars this year. So by the far. way, I, I'm watching a game we almost did. That is the uh, Fenway Bowl. And right, it is uh-huh. a downpour. Three nothing, Boston College. SMU is um, starting to make a move here, uh, with about twelve minutes to go in the first half. So uh, I'm, I'm glad, tell you, Dave, glad we're not doing that game because that would have been <laughs> in the rain. I want to. I want to tell you. I, I know you. You were talking about liking to go to uh, Fenway, just yeah. having a chance to experience that. But I think Memphis got the best deal of all the bowls, even though it may be cold tomorrow. Just you know, but buckle up, button up. But uh, they got the best deal of all the bowls that could have been offered by the American Athletic Conference and that they got the oldest, most prestigious bowl. They got the bowl with the most payout. Yep. And they get to stay home with the, the better weather. I saw that the, the military bowl was even mentioned as Memphis, and that was a downpour to Tulane played. And I feel for them yeah. having to play without their head coach and without Michael Pratt. Yeah, without their but, quarterback. Uh, right. Yeah, but, that... you know, that's just weather was horrible there. Well, and, you know, uh, and, and people talk, this is – just me, but people are going to compare. I promise you, the game in seventeen, seven years, six years ago, when when right. it was twenty one twenty, there were all those. By the way, I think it ended up being eleven guys on that team played in the NFL. Eleven. Right. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing. You know how many opt outs Iowa State has now? They got the one impact player, the the the, the cornerback. cornerback TJ Tampa. He's yeah, he's up to that, but he's the fourteenth guy. So, I I think fans sort of reflect the way teams are. Yeah, you know, Memphis has some opt outs. Iowa State's got fourteen opt outs. Big big name guy like TJ Tampa. Can you blame fans for going? Okay, well they're they're not going to play. Why should we come? Yeah, it's it's a tough thing. Although I know that they sold a lot of tickets, so we'll see how many show up. I know they're going to be drinking big yeah. <laughs> when they get here, but. Uh... It's a really difficult thing, and I think that, you know, this is just me as far as the opt-out situation. I am all for the players. I was one marginally myself way back in the day. But I think the the portal, the way it is, and, you know, if you opt out because you you want your NFL career, you know, you want to start working on that, okay, I I get it. But I think, you know, they're going to have to either offer some sort of financial incentive for the players to – play it all the way out, all the way through, if you go to a bowl game or some sort of insurance thing. I know some the top players get some like $10 million insurance deal or something like that that they can sign if they want to and still play in their game. But just And then with the transfer portal, I think it should be after the whole season. If you're going bowling, you can't do anything until after that. And I think they should make a rule on the coaches, too. You can't go until your whole season is complete. That means you coach your team in the bowl game, then you go wherever it is that you go. Well, you, first of all, I would start. I, I would take it a step further. I would not allow the recruiting that you do over the bowl season. Change the calendar completely. You know, 
Uh, well, honestly, they'll, they'll find, I, I agree with that. And, 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 and here's the other thing. Uh, I think this will happen. When you sign an NIL, you've got to include a postseason clause. You know, wherever your team goes, you're there for that, you. If you want to get deal. paid, you got to play in the game. I uh, I'm I'm agreeing with that. I don't see why that would be that much of a problem. If you're worried about Malone, you might get hurt. Yeah. Well, heck, you could get hurt walking down the street and or and working out. And in terms of that, if they want you that bad, that badly, if some other team wants you that badly, they'll take you whether you sprain your ankle or not in the bowl game. Real so, real anyway. quick, about a minute. Give me your take and what happens tomorrow afternoon. Well, uh, we'll learn a lot about a lot more about Iowa State when we talk to the coaches today at the team headquarters hotel downtown. And uh, uh, I don't get this ten and a half point line. I don't get I don't that either. at all, especially with all the opt outs. I know Iowa State has a tremendous defense. Were they like the best in the in the Big Twelve defensively? I think they only um, give up twenty one points a game, so that's pretty good. Well, the Tigers have the fifteenth ranked offense in the nation. So 39 yeah, points pretty, a game. Yeah, Memphis is pretty good now offensively. And, it, you know, this could be like a track meet. Um, if it is, Tigers are at home. And I think, you know, I, they they have all said, you know, even the guys that are not going to come back for their COVID years, like Jesse, like uh, Allen and a couple of the other guys, the center, um, Jacob Light, they want this game. It's all going to come down to who wants the game the most. And I think Tigers want to defend the home turf. I don't see that 10-and-a-half-point line. And I see Memphis possibly pulling this thing out because Memphis can score. No doubt. They can score now. Yeah. And uh, everybody uh, – We'll, we'll, fi- we'll find out where all those – he ever was. We'll find out where all those – here down the stretch. Yeah, and we'll find out where all the opt-outs are. If they're all on the defensive side, Memphis is in pretty good shape, I would think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they got good players over there. That's no doubt. Happy New and Year. And want to welcome all the Iowa State fans. Drink as much as you want. Eat as much as you want. Spend a whole lot of money. And hopefully you won't feel too bad when you take that L on the way home. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Here you go. See you this afternoon. Happy New Year okay. to you and your family. Happy holidays, everybody. Got another big one coming up in a couple of days. That is Jarvis Greer on a whole bunch of stuff. He's brought to you by the Eflin Insurance team. Matt and his group, they do things differently. They collaborate with you. They get to know you, and then they will protect you with insurance on your home, on your auto, and on life insurance. And if you've got a mid to small business, let me tell you. They're going to get to know you the same way. They'll collaborate with you on your product and not on your employees. They'll get to know all of them. They'll get to know by forecasting out what's important to you because where will your business be in five years? What's your budget? And then they pick the perfect commercial insurance. All you got to do is call 901-386-4777. That spells out GER because they're big Tiger supporters. 901-386-GER. That's how you get protected the collaborative way, the good way, with the Eflin insurance team. That'll do it for us. We'll be making picks tomorrow. We'll talk to Mike DeCourcy. It'll be a big day. And then it'll be the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. But we've still got uh, plenty of day today, including Johnny Radio, who's right around the corner. He comes your way in a minute.